Good morning, boys. It's a good way to start the week, isn't it? When you're starting the week and you're preparing for Claremont, your next opponent, but you're looking back on a win. Um, how memorable was that win at the, the port on Saturday? Oh, look, yeah, we've done a, a fair bit of work from um, <clears throat> since the time I got here in November. And, and um, you know, as I've sort of always said, I've always felt that our players were learning a new style and adapting to uh, new expectations and, <clears throat> and a bit of a new culture and everything like that. So to, uh, to have a win against a real quality opponent, um, you know, had a really good win the week before against uh, East Perth or the game before, you know, we just feel that you know that's part of our progression as well so it was um you know just good for everyone the players but also the volunteers the board members everyone who's you know who's really heavily invested in our footy club pete um, since you've come i suppose it's been frustrating but you would have assessed it and worked out okay these are the things i've got to work on how much time has you had to spend on getting the mindset right and the belief that these guys can achieve what they you know what you want yeah, I think when you've look, even though they they played finals a few years ago, it was a shortened season. But really, apart from that, um, you know, they're, they're probably a lot of like um, you know, Taylor and, and Sinclair, both guys who have been around for for a fair while. They've just you know they've lost a lot of footy, and I think players when they've come through and they they continue to keep losing, then you, you actually that's what you become. Yep. You know, you, 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 that's all you really know. You, you don't know how to win. You actually know how to lose. And it doesn't mean that they're not trying. It's just the fact that, that um, you know, you get into that psyche of of knowing, you know, not knowing how to win. And, um, you know, you're, you're dead right. You can teach skills, game plan, team rules, a lot of that sort of stuff. But one thing you've got to sort of be able to teach as well is, is um, you know, their mind mm. to how to become winners. And and so, yeah, look, that's, a, that's an ongoing thing. Our leadership group, um, you know, a, a key part of that. Um, yeah, so there's a you know there's a there's a lot to it, and and, and just starting to gain that belief, uh, you know, I think slowly but surely, as I said, you know, three or four weeks ago when we played the Wacker, we were only a goal behind East Fremantle at the twenty minute mark. Uh, again, another quality side, and West Perth, our last game, we, you know, we we sort of outplayed them for the second half. So we we know that we've been able to play some some good football, and we know that there's you know there's there's still more to come. But um, yeah, I, I guess. The bottom line is, then you've just got to teach them how to win, and and hopefully that's just a you know that's a starting point for the boys on the weekend. Peter, you brought a, a few players in uh, and people you know from your various involvements at other clubs around the country. Charlie Thompson was a player who came into your club and has been outstanding. Thirty disposals, twelve tackles, and two goals at the weekend. Uh, what have you made of his start to life as a demon? Yeah, Charlie. Just a, yeah, look, we knew right from the start that I've had. I've got a connection. I, um, I'm best mates with his uh, with his uncle Darren Steele. I played with at North Melbourne, so um, you know I think that that sort of helped a little bit to, to get him across the line. But I think you know the thing that we love about Charlie is he's invested in building building a um, you know a, a culture and, and building you know the, he has when I I spoke to him about the vision of of how I see it and what we want at the footy club is to be able to grow a group of players and come through. And it just resonated with him, you know, and because um, he was he was actually probably going to be uh, captain of Coburg in the VFL this year. So he sort of gave up that opportunity to come over and, um, you know, on his own, and he's got a girlfriend and everything like that who's still back in Melbourne. So for me, that speaks volumes of him as a person that he's, you know, he, um, 
you know, what he wants out of his football is exactly what we're looking for uh, um, at, at, um, at Perth. So, uh, yeah, look, he was great on the weekend. Uh, you know, he's just one of those inside players, kicked two goals as well. Um, yeah, so, look, I couldn't be many more pleased because Charlie does give everything 100% whether that's um, on the field and with his training and, and also off the field and building, you know, a strong, resilient group as well. Uh, key forwards are hard to find, but Jaden Hunter's come into the side and uh, obviously, you know, a talented young bloke. I suppose the question then is, can you keep him? Oh, who knows? <laughs> can I keep him? No, no well, I mean, yeah, with his ability, he'll probably someone maybe yeah. get picked up. That's all I'm saying there. Yeah, it'd, look. it be frustration. It's a tough one, isn't it? I think that, um, you know, I saw the Peter Christie, the president of South Fremantle, and it's and it's, I really feel for our supporters and our and our members. You know, we're starting to you start to build us something, and all of a sudden, yeah. it just gets taken away halfway through the year. I'm not sure that you know this. You know, the AFL really. I don't know. Look, the last thing you want to be doing is stopping anyone, um, especially a young person. Uh, you know, want to fulfil their dreams. And, and obviously, Jaden has, has always been a talent. He's um, you know hurting his knee a couple of years ago or a year ago. Yeah, put him on the back burner, I guess. But, um, you know, and he's worked really hard to get himself into really good shape. Um, you know, we've spent, you know, and the, and the club last year, you know, really invested a lot in terms of his rehab and, and everything like that. So you do a lot of that stuff. Yeah, it's, you know, you hope, you know, that if he can take the net or he gets the opportunity to go to the next step, well, that's great. But sort of have someone ripped out of your, your team halfway through a season, or we'll probably, what, just past the third of the season, you know, it really does. It really actually can rip the guts out of your side. I, I, would have, I was just thinking back to when I was coaching Subiaco in 2004 and Brad Smith had probably kicked about 40, 50 goals by yep. that stage. If he had been taken out of our side back in 2004, you know, halfway through the season, there's no way we would have won the premiership that year. Um, you know, I just, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, as I say, I really feel for our supporters and our members and people who are starting to get their hopes up and, and all of a sudden, you know, you've, and we're starting to really build a, a good young team and to have him as he, he really straightened us up um, you know since he's coming to the team and uh, you know, I didn't on the, on the back that we could lose him as I said I really feel for our supporters but in saying that he what a great opportunity for for Jaden if he does ha- you know happen to get picked up Peter German is with us uh, Perth Demons coach a great win a comeback win over South Amantle at Fremantle Oval on Saturday their second win of the season Jaden's only played five league games he's 21 years of age he's missed a lot of football as you mentioned with the knee uh, Essendon and Richmond appear the, the clubs that are interested in him most keenly Peter surely for his development though he's not going to play AFL football next week you wouldn't have thought if he gets picked up by one of those clubs surely it's better for his development to continue to play at Perth and, and continue to play and kick goals having missed so much football yeah, but what happens now is, you know, this mid-season draft isn't. It was it was purely on the back of a needs thing, but now you know what they're going to do is go. Well, we'll, we'll get him for next year or you know into the future years. So um, you know, yeah, look, we got no doubt that he'd really, you know, he'd really, you know, you've just seen that the snippets. As you said, he's only played that was his third senior game, um, you know, for our club, and you could see that you know what we could really build it. You know, you can build a team around him like a. I very much did with, with Brad Smith at, uh, at Subiaco. So, um, you know, and, and that's been our problem up until this stage. As I said, I think if we had had probably Jaden play against East Fremantle, uh, you know, we would have been a strong chance, 
chance to win, you know, because we just you have that really key target. But especially when the game, you know, the game was in the balance and he was able to take three um, strong marks to you know kick a couple of goals that uh, you know that really helped us out. We hadn't had that, and that you know to to lose that is um, you know. But we'll look in saying that it'll you know so hopefully Harry Quartermain can you know keep working with his development and he can come in. And, we know he's capable as well, so we've got Christian Carey sort of waiting in the wings, and, and we're hoping in the next week or two that he'll be back playing some senior footy. So, you know, if it happens, that we, we certainly will be losing that, um, you know, we've got to try and manufacture something else that can help us keep the hold. Speaking of which, how did Matthew Taylor get down into the forward line? He's played all of his football down back, and he, he got forward and snapped the winner. Well, one thing we do is, you know, I always try and get players to uh, to work on their development in all parts of their game, you know, even with goal kicking and, you know, whether it's our mids or, or defenders or anything like that. Look, uh, we, we were up we were up a fair chunk of the last quarter. So when you say come from behind, yeah, look, they happened to kick a, you know, eke out a goal from the boundary, broke a couple of tackles and uh, they put themselves in front. And uh, But look, I guess in the end, when you got forward stoppages, what does every coach do? They push all the players back and you want about 20... You know, about 30, half your team or most of your team around that back 50 stoppage. And so Tails went down with his opponent who pushed back and, um, you know, sat out and, and Charlie Thompson, um, you know, stuck to our team rules and was able to feed it out to him. And, uh, and Tails, yeah, on the left foot, he said that's probably his first left foot kick for two or three years. So <laughs> it was uh, it was a nice way, nice way for him to, uh, to finish off, which was a pretty good game by him. Obviously, the focus is on the league team with you, but also I would imagine the club as a whole and the, the building the depth within it. Um, the resis are, are sort of in the mix at the moment, but your Colts are undefeated. I mean, is that something that you focus on as well to try and build that depth and to get that culture that you're trying to do right through the club? Yeah, it's interesting. A couple of people have sort of said, oh, you know, there's any kids in the third who are you know capable to come up and play seniors. And I said... No, that's the last thing I want to be doing. I think yeah. that our Colts, you know, getting really, really good coaching with not only with Scotty Moore, but, you know, uh, Cuz is there and, and uh, uh, Josh uh, Smith is there. And, you know, they've got some... And our futures have come through a really good system and, and had a really good um, season this year. You know, I think that, that... When was the last time, our, you know, our Colts have been sitting, you know, six and zip, you know, equal yeah. top of the ladder. And, you know, we... And part of the winning culture, it doesn't just come from coming into the scenes or whatever. You look at Claremont, you know, their culture, their winning culture starts from, from under, you know, from futures and, and through. And, you know, for me, you know, if this is the start of what we can really keep building and, and yep. you know, young kids feel that, you know, they can come to our club and develop and, and being that being that culture that's a real positive one. So when you're, obviously, when you're winning, it is positive. And, you know, our under-18s at the moment are, you know, walking around an extra foot taller, you, you can just see them that they're really you know, confident and, and it's coming out in their football because their best four players didn't play on the weekend because of the, um, you know, with the state team and, and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, they were able to bring in some kids who really played well. So I'm really feeling that our culture is going to be that thing that, you know, that's going to help us in two, three, four years' time. And that's, that's what we should be excited about. And, and look, our reserves have been playing some really good footy. Just probably the last couple of games, you know, we've, I think we've got about 14 on the injury list. So that really does test your depth when you start to get a bit thin in our reserves. But you know, there's still there's still some players there that we feel that you know, a Jang and um, as I said, Christian Berry, and there's a few other guys who are floating around. 
um, that we believe is could be really good senior players, um, you know, for us by the end of the year. Peter, lastly, you've got a very loyal supporter base. They turn out in great numbers, and I'm sure a lot of them would have been there at Fremantle Oval on Saturday. Uh, a, a message to the members, you've got a home game this week against Claremont on the long weekend. Uh, no doubt the fans will turn out in their droves. You've got a message for your loyal members? Oh, well... <laughs> As I said, that's one of the main reasons I, I come to the club because I just knew how well it was supported and, you know, and as I say, our members and our supporters, but, you know, not only that, but, you know, the past players, it's got a great history, uh, you know, I just, I've, regardless, you know, up until the weekend, you know, we've only won the one game up until the weekend, you know, the support, um, you know, from all around, you know, everyone understands, they can see that there's, you know, that we're actually growing and building. You know, a lot of times that may not translate into into wins, but, um, you know, I just, yeah, it's it's the one thing that really motivates me, just knowing that I've got that, we got that support there, and and yeah, look, hopefully, I'm, you know, the, the, and I just had, you know, one supporter walk past me on the weekend, and he said, he just actually said thanks to me, and I'd never met him before, and he just said, he actually starting to put a bit of steel into these boys, and I just think, well, you know, that's. That's purely because the boys are now really, truly invested in in, uh, in their football and, and now they're starting to see what they can do. So hopefully our supporters are seeing that and that's giving them, you know, a real reason to come to our, our games and, um, you know, and really get behind the boys. So, yeah, it is, um, you know, that to me that's the really exciting thing, you know, going into the, into the future that, uh, you know, we, we really give those supporters something to come and cheer about. All power to you and your football club. Jermo, thanks for your time this morning and good luck against the Tigers this coming weekend. No worries, guys. Have a good week. Peter German joining us. The coach of the Demons, a dual premiership coach at Subiaco, a, a decorated coaching journey. He was a good player too at North Melbourne back in the day and he joins us uh, here on Sports Breakfast to recap a win. They've been the bogey team for South Mantle. They generally beat them at Lathlane though, but they have been the one team that South Mantle have really struggled to beat. Even when they've been in this this golden era of the Bulldogs, they've always had a problem with Perth, and they they had a problem it's again. Funny how that works. Sometimes you see it that they match up well against certain teams or you know different clubs, and you see it in the AFL. You know you, you know that like Gold Coast play Richmond. Yeah. Oh no. no. <laughs> yep, here we go again. So yeah, those sorts of things. Yeah. Well, WAFL this weekend. Speak your bogey team. South Mantle have uh, got East of Mantle's measure, haven't they? Oh, for the last seven years. Yeah. So is this the weekend? Is it time? It certainly is time. It's whether the uh, the Sharks can find a way past their their local rivals playing at the, the unusual venue of the Wacker. Right in the heart of Perth, we'll have a Fremantle Derby. You'll hear it on 91.3 Sport FM. We've got two games this weekend. Peel and Subiaco in Mandurah on Sunday. We back up Monday. Here we're. We're spoiling you on Sport FM. WA Day Monday, you'll hear the Fremantle Derby. Here on Perth Sports Leader, 91.3 Sport FM.